Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. And this is edition number five of season nine as we continue uh, through the book of Deuteronomy. Today we come to chapter five and the republication or the second giving, as it were, of the Ten Commandments that were originally given in Exodus chapter 20 on Mount Sinai. Let's pray first and we'll consider just briefly uh, this chapter. Father, as we again come to your word, we come asking that you by your spirit would teach us and guide us that that though we deal with these matters from a devotionally uh, devotional point of view, we pray that it would spur us on to think deeply about these things and, and encourage us in our Christian walk. And may we walk before you and honor you and adore you. May you, by your Spirit, forgive us and teach us. Even now, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, Deuteronomy chapter 5, as I've mentioned, is in fact the giving of the Ten Commandments. Now, you might wonder, well, why, why is Moses doing this? And why is it necessary? Well, remember, the context of the book is that Moses is, is functionally preaching uh, a sermon, and he is preaching to the second generation of the people of old. Now, the first generation that came out of Egypt, they have died in the wilderness. Only Joshua and Caleb, their families, remain. Moses there as well. But these are the children of those people. And so they need to be reminded or, in fact, taught um, the commands of the Lord, lest they stray from that which God has uh, commanded them. Let me just read it. There, It's a little bit different, very, very small differences between the Exodus 20 account and the account given here in Deuteronomy chapter 5. So let me just read, uh, beginning with verse uh, 6. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself the carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy. This is one of the differences. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. That your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. The Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. This is the second difference that is given to us in this second giving of the law. Verse 16, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that your Lord, the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, and you shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, and you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, and you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, or his male servant, or his female servant, his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. And so as we know, the law 
Uh, the moral law was originally given in Exodus 20. It was given to the redeemed of the Lord that came out of Egypt. It is now given to the second generation of the people of Israel here. <clears throat> the law can be separated into two categories, love for God and love for others. They're not mutually exclusive, of course, but it's a neat way of summarizing. It's a helpful way of summarizing the Ten Commandments as given here in Exodus 20 as well as Deuteronomy 5. And so we note in verse 7, you shall have no other gods before me. Now Moses has already talked about that there in, um, in Deuteronomy chapter 4, that our love for God needs to take precedent over everything else, and that love for God needs to inform everything else in the way we live our lives. Of course, no carved images. You don't make them, and you don't worship them. If you come across them, you are not to worship them, but you are certainly not to make them either. No represent representations of the Godhead, either Father, Son, and Spirit. It is quite clear from this passage, and it's a two-part command. Um, we shall not, of course, misuse the name of the Lord our God. We are not to treat that name uh, idly. We are to treat it with respect and, 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 and reverence and fear. It is the name of the God of heaven. Of course, we're to observe the Sabbath day. We're to remember the Lord's day. We are to keep it holy. We are to do all that it is designed to do for us as a reminder of the eternal rest that God has for us. Honor your father and mother. This is, of course, uh, an umbrella a command that covers all relationships, whether relationships from superiors, your boss to you as an employee, or you as a boss to your employees, um, how we're to interact with one another. Um, certainly, children to their parents, they are to honor them, they are to respect them, they are to obey them. Paul and uh, Ephesians chapter 6, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And he appeals to this fifth commandment here in giving that instruction. You shall not murder, of course, that's taking, that's a threat against the very image of God placed upon every human being. Committing adultery has many different facets to it, but most certainly uh, husbands and wives should be monogamous. They should be committed to their spouse only. You shall not engage in other kinds of relationships with others, not your wife. If you're a single person, you are to refrain from those kinds of behaviors that's reserved for marriage only. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. That is to say, you shall not lie about your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Instead, you should be content with all that God has given to you. Moses gives all of these things to the people to remind them of the demands of their God who has redeemed them. Now, what does that have to do with us? Well, it has everything to do with us. As I've already mentioned in the Monday edition, if we love the Lord, if we are His, then we want to do what He has told us. That is implanted in us by the Spirit of God. Our desire is to do and honor our Father in heaven. He has given us those things, uh, first, that we might show um, that we do love Him. Not that we have to do it to merit His attention. He's already saved us. These are the fruits and evidences of a lively faith. But it's also, friends, it's designed to hem you in and keep you from harm and danger. I cannot t begin to tell you as a pastor how many tr things I've seen members of the church get into, troubles they find themselves because, and it almost always can trace these things back to their deviation from the moral law of God as given to us in His Word. Now look, we're all sinners. None of us keep these laws perfectly. I don't, you don't, we don't. We sin daily in thought, word, and deed. 
But there is always the hope of the gospel, and there's always the hope of Christ, and we look to him in daily mortifying the deeds of the flesh. And as we look at these commands, we recognize that we fall short of these things, and we're thankful for a Savior, and then we seek, as Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, to mortify the deeds of the flesh, that we might not sin against a holy God. If we wander from these commands, friends, you will find yourself in trouble. The consequences of deviating from the holy law of God is, can be very severe. Um, so God gives these to us that he might hem us in and keep us in his pasture, that we, like sheep who are prone to go astray, might not jump over the fence and do what, things that God is not, uh, does not please uh, him. And so he gives these commands to the people. He gives them to us. And we, as followers of Christ, then should long to be obedient to them. And where we struggle, we cry out to the God of heaven for help. Uh, give me what you command me. You, you've told me to, to, to honor my father and my mother. Father, I fall short of these things. Grant to me what you command me by the eternal spirit. I murder in my heart against my neighbor. I, I hate that sin and I repent of it. And grant to me then, therefore, uh, the will by your spirit to do what you have told me. These are the ways in which we employ these things in our lives. And uh, and, and we seek to honor the God of heaven. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Wednesday edition, when we turn our attention to the greatest commandment in Deuteronomy chapter 6, may the Lord help you today. May you ponder his word. May you think on it. May you strive to do what it says. May you cry out for help from the God of heaven that you might obey all that he has commanded. God bless.